Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready, the Führer's Principle. This is where we are leaders, but we become misleaders, or we are misled by others who are operating in this way of manipulating, charming, um, and we want to make sure that we don't fall prey to this and that we can discern and recognize when there may be a toxic culture of leadership operating in us or in others. So I'm not sure if this will be one episode or more, but just stay tuned and do not be thrown off by the title. This does not only have to do with uh, a principle that Hitler used. It was around long before him, but we want to see and learn, don't we? These are days where we must, we must be discerning about the leaders that we are and those whom we follow and work with. Thanks so much for taking the time to check out Tent Talk today. Hey everybody, I am so glad to be able to bring this episode to you. Now, it might just be that it'll be this one, it might turn into be two, But I have titled it The Fuhrer's Principle, not because I want to be provocative, but I do want to be provoking, but always provoking towards truth that is going to open you up and lead you to the Father through the finished work of Jesus by the person and power of Holy Spirit. We are in days and times where we must be discerning, not number one, about others, but first and foremost, about ourselves. And when you have been able to discern by the Holy Spirit and by the Word of God and by the power of the cross, uh, you have been able to discern what is really going on inside of you, you will become more discerning about those that you are around, those who may be seeking entrance into your life, those who may have been in your life and you've never really been able to put your finger on a few things, but you've just known there's just something that's not right. Or maybe you're just in a blatant abusive relationship. You are in friendships. You are in um, uh, leadership. You are in marriages. You are in Uh, even some unhealthy ways that you relate to yourself. So you can see this is why I'm thinking that this may be a little bit of a longer um, than just one episode. Uh, But I'm calling it the Fuhrer's Principle because it comes out of a book that is uh, the biography of Diedrich Bonhoeffer written by Eric Metaxas. uh, And it is one of the chapters... Uh, in the book. So, although I know that there may be those that think I'm just uh, being, you know, too provocative, well, no, this is a principle that was around even long before 
who you may be thinking of as the Fuhrer, which was Hitler. But this is a principle that's been around for much longer than that. And uh, it is something that Hitler took full advantage of. It is also a principle that many have taken advantage of. There's a podcast that is quite uh, popular right now called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. And I don't want to take time here to uh, give all my opinion about it, but you might find it interesting if you've been in toxic circles, if you are simply interested in knowing what is going on in the body of Christ and keeping current about some uh, trends that are, um, you know, causing people to awaken. Uh, my heart is to be very redemptive and certainly to identify with God in what He's doing in His own body, in His own church, uh, and to be a redemptive voice in the midst of all of that. If you've read my book, From Trauma to Trust, then you'll know that I do have a little bit of working knowledge as to what it means to get so into yourself that you become um, someone who is led astray by your own stuff, James 1.14, uh, but also being one who could be used to manipulate others. Um, and so for many different reasons, I decided that I would step forward and do this. And as I am here in Poland right now, uh, I usually uh, bring Diedrich Bonhoeffer's uh, biography with me and read it because I'm in that land. I'm in the place of Diedrich Bonhoeffer, who is well known for his book, The Cost of Discipleship. And one of the major themes in that he talks about is this difference, this contrast between cheap grace and costly grace. And of course, anyone who was used by God to disciple others and who wrote on it and uh, who will provoke our thinking about it, of course, I'm going to be drawn uh, to that. So this trip, I have uh, been here now for several days. And when I saw the Fuhrer's Principle, and I've been listening to this current podcast being put out by Christianity Today on the rise and fall of Mars Hill, which was a particular church uh, in the Northwest um, states, um, reached a great amount of prominence, um, was quite controversial, all of these kinds of things. But we don't want to be those who are voyeurs, you know, voyeurism, just into the tragedies of others. Uh, but we do need to be sharp and aware and discerning, sober and alert. And it's possible that listening to that podcast uh, could instruct you in some things, could help you to recognize some things. So again, now recognize where I'm at and that I am, uh, you know, having God speak to me about certain things. I am a, a leader and I work with pastors and leaders. So this is something that I look at all the time. How are we leading and what does that mean? And, you know, I know that God is on the hunt for real, true leaders. That's people who go in first for themselves, Jesus said. 
He spoke to the Pharisees. He told them, you take away the key of knowledge because you won't go in for yourself. You become a hindrance to people who really want to enter. One of the greatest aspects of, quote, being a leader is that you first let God lead you in for yourself, personally, deeply, privately. Here at Nancy McCready Ministries, which this is the podcast of Nancy McCready Ministries, known as Tent Talk, we are under the big tent of God's presence, and we must learn of Him from Him. But here I have four major goals when it comes to working with others. Uh, Number one is to reproduce messengers of the cross who are the very message. They needed it. They are what they preach. Um, The uh, second is that we would uh, make certain that as we reproduce messengers of the cross, uh, that we win for the Lamb the rewards of His suffering. This was a motto by the Moravians back in the 1700s. You can see its biblical... um, uh, foundation in Isaiah 53, 11, and 12. Uh, my third goal is to develop those who violently embrace their greatness, knowing it fully comes from God's goodness and calling. And the fourth one is to transcend personality and narcissism and go full out to secure and produce spirit-empowered, spirit-led, spirit-intoxicated sons who refuse self-indulgence as their reward for service. And you can see this all throughout Hebrews 12 uh, and the Esau syndrome. Uh, So it's very uh, pertinent to the things that I do and how I work with people and leaders and what we want to promote in the body of Christ that, uh, you know, has me once again looking at these kinds of things. And I've been making some notes about this and and reading and rereading um, here in the Bonhoeffer biography. So I know this may be a little bit of a different podcast, might be a little bit longer than you've been used to in our new format, but it's okay. Uh, because in all things uh, here at Nancy McCready Ministries, we want everything of, of learning and discipling to become the lifestyle of our Father. And we must address these things within ourselves. And, and it may be that we'll have to address how we've been complicit in uh, systems and cultures uh, within the body of Christ that promoted man more than promoted um, oneness with the Father, uh, coming into the greater knowledge of Jesus and and being one who is empowered by Holy Spirit to be a witness of Him uh, to whomever He leads us to. Not just a random witness, but a very specific witness that is able to, um, you know, to discern when it's time to speak and not to speak, to speak of Him and what we've experienced with Him and the heart's desire that He has shared with us, but not to incorporate into anything that we do, demonic principles. You know, Watchman Nee said, God's not going to build his kingdom upon demonic principles. So this brings us to the Fuhrer principle. And the Fuhrer principle, again, is something that was around long before 
uh, Hitler came along, but Hitler certainly took advantage of it. And one of the aspects of the Fuhrer principle is that uh, the leader becomes a misleader because the leader begins to disastrously misguide people uh, because they're leading people mainly to themselves. They will appear as though they are a messenger of God. They will appear as though, uh, you know, they're just here to help people. But there's always this undercurrent of you need me, I am here, I am your hero, I can take care of this, I probably can take care of it better than anyone else. And you see, we've got to be able to be discerning in these things because we don't want to be misleaders. We want to be those who are being led by the Spirit for our own need, what we need from the Father because we are in need and then turn around and be able to become a big wide open door that says, um, I've, I've did find him and he is altogether magnificent. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. And if you're interested, I can walk with you as I lead you to him. This is Uh, such a strong aspect of real, true, slow-fire discipleship is that because you have so come to know Him, you want to lead others to Him. You want to identify with the Father in what He's doing in people's lives, not just what you think they need or to build your own kingdom. This is where the number four goal that I spoke of just a moment ago, where I want to transcend personality and narcissism, uh, we, we've got to get beyond that. That's not our power. Uh, we don't need charming Christians. We don't need celebrities. Uh, we are all capable of this type of Fuhrer principle, this type of misleading others to ourselves, where people begin to think somehow we've got the edge, we've got the wisdom, we're just so gifted. Uh, we have to be those who continuously uh, say, no, you don't need me. You need him and really mean it. Not just say it in a cloaked false humility, but those who have truly been dealt with so that we don't become a hindrance to anyone who wants to enter in with God. And so Diedrich Bonhoeffer, to, to be historical here for a moment, Diedrich Bonhoeffer Uh, spoke this out in a radio broadcast. And again, if you get Eric Metaxas' book and you read it, you'll you'll see that uh, in this chapter 9 called The Fuhrer Principle, that uh, there was a historic speech that Diedrich Bonhoeffer was giving. He was speaking of these things and especially speaking to the young people of that day and generation. I mean, nobody could know what was about to come and swallow up the people, that nation, for roughly the next 12 years, uh, while other nations, you know, either looked away or was ignorant of or callous to whatever that, you know, condition may have been, uh, there was an entire nation that was swallowed up by the Fuhrer principle. And that nation then became in many people's eyes, a horror to other nations, not a light, uh, 
to other nations, but a horror. My friends, if we don't believe that history can repeat itself, then we're ignorant, we're callous, we're indifferent, uh, and therefore we are susceptible to repeat history. Now, I'm speaking specifically to the church right now. Do you understand that governments and all of that, wherever there are concentrated avenues of power and man gets in charge, of course these things can happen in government, all of that. But we must be those who are looking within the church. You see, I know that God is coming to prepare a people for himself in spirit. It's part of my job description. My name is Nancy McCready. (laughs) It means to make ready. And Luke 117 says to make ready a people in spirit for the Lord. Not for myself, uh, not so that they can just live independently, uh, but that we're leading people to Him. He can speak to them. He can draw them to Himself without having to bribe and pamper and spoil. He is magnificent enough. And so the challenge in this is have we uh, started out well and yet like the voodoo always does <laughs> in Galatians 3, we begin to shift and think somehow that in our own flesh we're going to come to perfection. And we really come under the spell of the goodness of man. Many, many years ago, God told me there were three major temptations that would be coming against the sons of God. Number one, to trust in the goodness of man rather than the goodness of God. We must remember that good and evil were on the same tree in the garden. The good of man is not the same as the good of Christ. As a matter of fact, it's an avowed enemy of the good of Christ. The second was that the sons would be tempted to stand alone and just enjoy their cultural Christian life, not go into the ground and die so that they can produce. They would not be willing to give up their right to themselves, to the Father, so that he could bring them into his greatest will and the greatest measure of their greatness, which is their sound, their influence, uh, their impact, in their oneness with him. And the third would be uh, that they would be sorely tempted to shrink back. You can see this in Hebrews 10, roughly around verse 35, 36, that they would shrink back. They would not step forward in fearless confidence, but they would shrink back in fear. My friends, we are watching all three of these, oh my, in technicolor, coming forward. And I have had to be delivered from every single one. Uh, I have fallen prey to every single temptation. Uh, You know, God doesn't typically give you uh, just information to help all those other people. It is that he brings you through himself, and uh, then you become the very message that he'll send you out to bring to others. So I speak from some working experience with all of this. But I wanted to begin to expose this principle where we, as leaders, um, influencers, as sons, as Christians, that if we are not careful, we will be misled by others and we ourselves will become misleaders and we will lead people into something else other 
than what it is that God has sent us out to do. So I want to end this part today, and then I'm going to give some thought to how we'll continue this podcast this week, these episodes, this this uh, topic, if you will. And I want to close out with this statement from the biography on Bonhoeffer by Eric Metaxas. It says, The good leader serves others and leads others to maturity. He puts them above himself, as a good parent does a child, wishing to lead that child to someday be a good parent. Another word for this is discipleship. Now, when I read that just a few days ago, I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, yes, this rings so very, very true. You see, if we're going to be those who enter in for ourselves, if we're going to be those who uh, owe owe others nothing but this debt of love, that we're going to pay this forward, as Jesus said to Peter, we're going to turn and strengthen the brethren after we ourselves have been so powerfully delivered. Will we be those who really serve others and lead them into maturing oneness with the Father? Will we put others above ourselves because our Father is so tending to us? I've just included this in the last module of my online course, The Development Project, and um, just so I'm just very mindful of all of this right now, of this debt that we owe to others. You see, we can't pay God back, my friends. That was never the plan. We would always, we were always meant to share in the life of God, not owe God. But he does say that you owe others because you've so freely received. Now turn, and as Paul said in in Romans, he said, my sense of interdependence and obligation increases. The more I meet people, he said, my strong sense of how we are to live mutually one with another. And so this isn't about, again, being some martyr and, you know, uh, draining yourself for the sake of others. That's how misleaders uh, come to pass is uh, they, they are usually bitter and tormented deep within. And uh, they need the crowd. They need people to validate them and appreciate them and they need to be recognized and these kinds of things. But you see, the person who's more fully orbed, who is being loved by the Father, who's been set free deeply by the cross within and continues to live by the way of the cross because the cross is eternal and the cross is so very powerfully working in our lives every single day. Um that we want to turn and we want to win others to the Father. And so we want to lead them on into maturity. Sure, I'll put others above myself because I know the Father is tending to me and that I want to lead others to know Him and then for them to step in and become producers, right? I love producing producers, but I love it when it says another word for all of this is discipleship. And that we will be true leaders, that if any man would come after Jesus, that he would take up his cross and follow Jesus. And I assure you, then Jesus will make you one who has great influence with others, but it's always to lead others straight to him, not to ourselves, 
Of course, we want to connect with others. I end this podcast all the time saying, I hope this provokes you to go deeper with him and to connect more with me. But if you connect with me, I'm going to be leading you to him. So of course, we're to have influence and impact with others. But in what way? Is it to build our kingdom or to build the Father's kingdom? Is it to bring them to the place that we don't use and scam others for ourselves, but that we become shade to them, we become a respite to them uh, as they are learning more of him and choosing him. So so this was a little longer than we've been going in these uh, recent episodes, but I think it's I think it's timely. So I hope this has truly provoked you today. I hope that you will give some thought to it, and I hope that you will uh, watch for uh, the very next episode as I continue to talk about the Fuhrer's principle. And let's be those who do not mislead others so that we are not misled and that we all go to him and we are taking others to him also. All right? I love you all. We'll talk soon. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.